What's going on, Rough Golfers? Welcome back to another episode of the Rough Golf Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Harris. Thank you so much for joining me today. Episode number 41. I don't know if you guys watched the uh, Canadian Open, but wow, what a show. I mean, you're getting golf, you're getting football, you're getting MMA fighting all wrapped into one. I mean, does it get any better? Does it get any better than that? I do not know. Of course, I'm referring to Adam Hadwin's uh, graceful tackle when he went to congratulate Nick Taylor. By the way, good job, Nick Taylor. Congrats to you. Uh, gets slammed by a security guard. You know, here's something that I find interesting because in my experience, when I've traveled to Canada and through Canada, everyone's been very pleasant. Like, I've never felt... Uh, in danger of being tackled by any type of security guard ever going even even going up to someone to congratulate them for a golf tournament or anything like that I've never been uh, you know in that position so I have to wonder what was this dude like where did they find this guy okay where did they find you know this dude number one he had a great tackle okay he was on point with his job he was not going to let somebody spray the champion with whatever that was, like I'm guessing it was champagne or something like that. It's normally what it is, or maybe some really pale-colored Gatorade. I don't know, but uh, he wasn't gonna let it happen. All right, he shut had one down. All right. I mean, I hope that uh, the you know uh, the NFL is watching this. You know, saw that clip during the Canadian Open when uh, when Nick Taylor was getting congratulated by Adam Hadwin and that security guard slammed him to the ground because I would be sending uh, some interest letters to that security guard and be like, hey, do you want to, uh, you want to come to, uh, uh, you know, come check out the, uh, the stadium, maybe talk to the team, maybe talk to our defensive coordinator, okay? I don't know because you got some moves, man. I mean, you just took him down. Now, I know Adam had one, you know, Gosh, I don't know how how uh, how big he is, but still, you know that security guard was not going to let him say congrats. He wasn't going to do it. I don't know what his beef was with the guy, but uh, he didn't like what he was putting down. So, hope Adam had one is okay. Uh, I think he is. It looked like he got right back up and, and uh, dusted it off, and uh, probably apologized to the security guard for seeming uh, like he was, you know, had some sort of malintent going on towards uh, Mr. Nick Taylor. But uh, yeah, that was uh, it's pretty interesting to see on the Canadian Open. You know, you're, you're sitting there and, and you've got all this celebration going on and then just wham. And I was actually watching where uh, Nick Taylor was like, you know, the camera was on him and they were hugging, his caddy was hugging him. And then all of a sudden I see his caddy turn around and yell at somebody. And I'm thinking the caddy's saying something to somebody coming up trying to do something, maybe to the guy spraying the champagne for some reason. And I realized, no, Adam Hadwin's getting tackled on a different angle uh, by the security guard, who you know, obviously, you know, is doing a great job as a security guard. So go you, brother. All right. Good, good deal. So uh, if you guys hadn't seen that video, go check it out. It's uh, it's pretty funny and no one gets seriously hurt. But to see that at a, at a golf event is, uh, is, is pretty neat because the golf events I've been to have never been uh, that lively. Okay. There's been some, there's been some ne'er-do-wells. Okay. Some ruffians that have gotten out of hand, you know, maybe a little bit too much time in the, uh, the food tent. Okay. But, uh, they normally get escorted off the premises with no, uh, no tackles necessary. All right. No tackles. Okay. They, they basically just get escorted off. That's all it is. So it was interesting to see that. <clears throat> 
So guys, we're going to be talking about the Live PGA Tour merger, and I want to talk about this because it's on everybody's mind. And I'm I'm on Twitter now, so I've got a a, a Twitter handle. It's at Rough Golfer because somebody took Rough Golf. Thanks, whoever you are, for doing that. But at Rough Golfer, if you guys want to hit me up or have any questions for me, maybe ask some questions about the show, the podcast. I'd be happy to answer them uh, live on the podcast for you. But um, on Twitter, there are tons of people just absolutely roasting Jay Monahan for agreeing to this deal. And I, I want to, you know, maybe just put some perspective and play devil's advocate in this in this situation. Because you know, you guys know how I feel about Jay Monahan. You know how I felt about the PGA Tour, you know, throwing out these positions of not allowing players to return after they go to live and really in my opinion, shooting themselves in the foot because, you know, you're throwing away connections to really well-known and highly uh, watched and followed professional golfers, which is not a good thing for your brand. But you you know how much I railed against their early positions against Liv. And now I feel bad for the guy. I can't, I can't help but feel bad for the guy because he is just getting absolutely destroyed. But I want to play, like I said, devil's advocate, and put this out there for you guys so you can tell me what you think, okay? And tell me if, if you know, maybe I'm seeing it wrong, all right? But the PGA Tour obviously had to develop a response to the creation of Live Golf, all right? And if the tour was doing everything right, if the players were happy, if the money was being distributed evenly, you know, between like the actual PGA Tour and the talent on the tour, the players, and everybody was was moving and grooving and they felt good, then Live Golf really wouldn't be created. You know, somebody saw professional golf and saw an opportunity to make revenue off of it in a different format, okay? So that goes to show that maybe the PGA Tour didn't have it down pat like they thought they did. You know, maybe just, you know, having the status quo of professional golf wasn't enough because there was some sort of something missing. All right. There was something there that could have been, you know, developed and PGA Tour just didn't want to see it. I don't I don't know why. You know, why didn't the PGA Tour start another tour to have this kind of setup that Live Golf has, you know, with these team based events and things like that? Why not do that? I mean, they had the opportunity they had pretty much the entire control of professional golf, so why didn't they do that? I don't know. But either way, Live was created, and then you had the PGA Tour versus vicious Live battle, craziness, lawsuits, players angry at each other, you know, diehards, fans, whatever you want to call it. We all lived through the past year and a half, two years worth of just straight up bad, nasty talk, okay? One side and the other. We're both guilty of it. You know, and I, that's not good. It needs to stop, okay? They're coming together. They're trying to make golf better. They're trying to grow golf is what they claim. I don't really know. We'll see. But at this point, let's just let's just stop, okay? I said it in my last podcast. There's no use in continually bickering over the two differences, all right? They're, because they're, they're merging, all right? We can't do anything about it. They are merging. Now... Jay Monahan is getting slammed for this because he sat there and said, like, they're, you know, Liv won't make it. We will never, uh, you know, 
stop our lawsuit against Liv and all this stuff. And that's not verbatim, but obviously you could tell that they were going to fight till the end to make sure that the PGA Tour came out successfully. Well, what does this say that this merger happened, okay? Because there was a direct response to the creation of Live Golf with the PGA Tour creating the elevated events, there's more money going into the events, more money going out to the players, okay? Where does that come from? All right. It's not as if they're going to they're selling more. Uh, they're not holding more events. They're not holding they're not having, you know, new sponsors come in with an influx of cash. Where are they getting all this money? You know, so eventually I think that the, the uh, belief was that eventually Live Golf would dissipate and then all of those players would somehow be penalized and be able to come back. Some they I guarantee you there's a lot of people that say they would never have been able to allow to come back. I don't believe that. The PGA Tour would have found some way, some penance for them to pay to get back onto the tour because they want the names. They want the names on the tour, playing, trying to make the cut, trying to make the event because that's what people come to see. They want to see Dustin Johnson play golf. They want to see Brooks Kepka play golf. They want to see Phil, the great Phil Mickelson, play golf. They want all of these well-known names that they grew up with. I grew up watching Phil Mickelson play a ton. I'd love to be able to see him play. Of course, I've never been to any of the events where he's actually been playing, but I'd love to to see that happen. And a lot of people don't care what tour he's on. They're just going to go see him. So bringing him back to the PGA Tour or any of those members back to the PGA Tour is good for the PGA Tour. And I believe that would have happened even if Liv didn't exist uh, down the line. But they're, they're going to, obviously, because of the merger. So people out there, Okay, can you stop being so down on Jay Monahan? All right, yes, the, uh, look, the guy represents, uh, he's the commissioner of the PGA Tour, okay? He is the figurehead. So he is going to get all of the good and the bad thrown at him. But when you realize that this was strictly a business deal, you know, and probably, I, I don't know how Monahan felt about the deal, but. It happened, it's a business deal, so that they can keep funding the PGA Tour. That's what this is all about, okay? It's about funding. It's about investment. It's about money, all right? They want to keep the talent happy. They want to keep the tour going. They want to keep their sponsors happy, and it's all about money. That's what this is, okay? For for anyone that thinks that this is like the traditions of golf and, and the way that the sport shall be played for the next millennia and all this stuff, just quit with it, okay? It's about hold hard cash. That's all that they are concerned about. And the introduction of the PIF, the P-I-F, okay, into this merger is what's going to be funding all of this great growth in golf. According to Jay Monahan, the grow the game is what he said about this merger. So when we talk about those, you know, elevated events and the money, and you think about the sponsors that are paying for those events. You know, how do you go to a sponsor and say, like, listen, listen, guys, okay, you know, thank you, number one, thank you for sponsoring our event. We now have, you know, probably about 15 or 20 fewer well-known names in the field, okay, Uh, but we're going to need an additional, you know, 10 to 15 mil to cover the the cost of the event because it's an elevated event, you know, and you're the sponsor of an elevated event and we've got all these great players of course, uh, you know, there's, there's commonplace, those 15 names, the DeChambeau, the Kepka, they've gone to a different tour, no big deal. Nobody's really following them anyway because, you know, once they went to a different tour, 
people probably forgot their name. So we, we're going to need you to uh, you know, help us out with sponsoring this event and uh, increase some of your, uh, your cash donation to the event. I mean, how do you go to your longtime sponsors and say that? Like, you're not, you didn't make the field better. It's not as if you, you know, somehow got star players from some far-off tour that you know, everybody follows and you got all this, this big-name talent. You didn't bring them to the tour, and now you've created an additional draw. You basically sucked away some of the interest, and you're asking for for, for more money and bringing in guys that you, you've never heard of. Now, you know, I'm not as against up-and-coming players as some of the other, you know, pundits or, well, I wouldn't consider myself a pundit, but, you know, people in golf media, people who comment on golf media, um, I wouldn't, you know, necessarily say I don't want to see those guys come up and I'm not interested in watching them play because that's how stars are created you know at some point Tiger Woods obviously he was well known through his amateur play and everything like that but he had to uh you know really I guess build the legend in a way okay you got to see him play you got to see him make those shots to really know that he is a great golfer so all these guys that are up and coming that have got off the corn ferry tour or maybe they Monday qualified into an event like Corey Connors did way back when. You know, we want to see those guys. Those That's how they become a regular mainstay name on the PGA Tour. Some of them are still early on in their career. Some of them might be a little bit later or having some slumps, some, whatever. But that's how they become a household name is they're able to get onto the tour, they get some exposure, and they build their reputation. So I'm not necessarily against bringing in those players that maybe are not so well-known. Um, right now to give them some experience on the tour and allow them to build their their golfing legend, if you want to call that. So, uh, But I could see as a sponsor how I would kind of be like, mm, you took away 10 or 15 of the best players out there. Well, took away, I say. They left, and now you're trying to tell me this event is somehow better and I should pay more. That's a hard pill to swallow for a sponsor. So I understand why... The PGA Tour, on a whole, and this wasn't just Jay Monahan's decision. It's not like he was the only one who's like, you know what, I'm going to flip-flop here, and I'm going to go ahead and, and merge with the uh, the Live Tour and the PIF. No, 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 no. This was done so with a lot more people involved in the situation, and there was a lot of, of uh, back and forth to get to this point. So I don't know why everybody's just going after Jay Monahan. I guess, because he's the figurehead, and they're just destroying him. But, but you know, guys... This is business. This is a business undertaking. And if you are, it's it's kind of like a football team, okay? It's like how I, I see, you know, a football team. And, and stick with me for a second, all right? If it's like you've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or whatever, and then you've got um, the New England Patriots, all right? Tom Brady was a New England Patriot, retired. Everybody loved him. He was the best. Oh, gosh, Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, that unstoppable, can't beat him. And then all of a sudden he comes back out of retirement and goes to the Buccaneers. All right. How many people hated Tom Brady for doing that? He was disloyal to his team. He was disloyal to his, his the, the, the uh, New England Patriots, the whole everything. I mean, how many people were just like, I'm fed up with him? How many people uh, who were Buccaneers fans probably hated Tom Brady? Because he played for the New England Patriots and they were winning so much. And then he comes to the Buccaneers and I'm like, wait a minute, he's on our team now. We love him. Okay? This is the same thing that Jay Monahan's going through. He is on the team of the PGA Tour. So, of course, he's going to be against the rival team, Liv. 
until Liv decides to say, you know what, let's have a ma- let's 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 have a merger. We'll all be on the same team, and now he's got to trumpet their involvement. He's got to celebrate the merger as part of his job. So we don't know what his personal feelings are. I'm sure you know you've got to separate personal and business, obviously, in his position. But it just goes to show that you know things change in the sports world a lot, and we got to stop this bickering back and forth over. Uh, the Live Golf and the PGA Tour merger, okay? it's It will be good for golf. I believe it. More investment in the game of golf, different uh, design structures for golf, different formats, different matchups. I mean, come on, guys. That's good for golf. It's growing the sport. And let me tell you something out there, okay? For those of you that are listening, golf is, is I'll be honest with you, it's kind of an older person's sport, okay? It's not super popular. Golf is kind of like one of those weird, you know, sidetrack sports. It's not a, a mainstay. As much as I love it and I'm very passionate about it, it's not as big as the NFL or the uh, Major League Baseball or anything like that, okay? It, it doesn't have such a huge following, and it's harder to get a the, the next generation of people interested in golf, okay? It, it's a hard sport to get people interested in. I know, trust me, I, I was there from the time I was five playing all the way through and I saw how many of my peers wanted to be on the golf team versus wanted to be somewhere else, anywhere else than a golf course, okay? So it's a hard sport. This is going to be good. This is going to bring more people in. It's going to bring the next generation of golfers into the sport, the next generation of fans, which the PGA Tour and Live Golf rely on, which sponsorships or sponsors rely on to be able to fund these events. So if you want professional golf, stop hating on this merger and start celebrating it, okay? Celebration brings in more people, more interest, and you're going to see professional golf really grow the way it should be, which is bringing in more people to the game, having them play, having them become fans, having them support the game. That's a huge thing. Got to support the game so that professional golf can actually continue, okay? You know what I mean? So just remember that when, you know, you're upset about Jay Monahan's decision or, or, you know, what he was required to do by probably the entire board who was responsible for the PGA Tour. Yes, he's the commissioner, but there's a lot more people involved in this deal than just him. And start trying to see it from his perspective and understand what it means for the future of golf, not just, you know, for the future, not just the present, okay? Because we can all get upset about the present, but we've got to look 10 years down the line and see, you know, where will golf be at that point, okay? So I'm sorry that I went off onto a little bit of a rant there, but I think it is important. I think we all need to come together and just appreciate the fact that uh, golf is going to grow from this. I truly believe that. And by grow, I mean bring in more people, more audience members, more fans, more people to the sport. I believe that will happen. I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you disagree with me? Do you think that I'm just off my rocker? Do you think that Jay Monahan should be, you know, removed from his position, which I think he will be as soon as all this dies down? I don't think, uh, you know, if he doesn't quit because of this, the stress of just handling just the crap he's had to put up with from everybody calling him a flip flopper. Okay, and they needed a scapegoat. PGA Tour needed a scapegoat, and who better than the PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan? Okay, he knew he's going to get flack for this. Come on, it's not like he forgets what he said. It's not like you can't go back and look up the interviews that he held where he said live golf was, you know, crap and it wasn't going to last very long. But let, let's give him some let's give him a break, guys, okay? He's just doing his job and and sometimes um, you know, 
difficult decisions are required to be made. And if you're at the top, you got to make them. So let's let's give them a break. Let's just look forward to the U.S. Open. I'm super excited. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put my faith in Ricky Fowler. You know he needs a win. I want to see him. Uh, I would just absolutely love if he brought home the W or Max Homa. I'd like to see Max uh, Homa win one as well. So Ricky Fowler and Max Homa. I hope either one of you come away with a win or at least a top ten finish at the U.S. Open. So let's go, guys. Let's go. Thank you so much for listening today. That's all I've got for you. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please let me know by leaving a rating or review. really helps out the podcast, and I'd greatly appreciate it. Maybe comment if you're listening on the YouTube channel. I really appreciate that as well. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, keep on swinging. Thank you.